Well, good morning again, everyone. Hope that your week has gone well and that your day is going well so far. Kind of had a, a pretty busy week, a lot of things going on this week, a lot of heaviness with planning and, and stuff like that in my days, meeting with a lot of people, getting ready for school, had five-day club this week. So there's a lot, a lot that was going on, a lot that goes through your mind, you know, and we come off of this series about who God is and what he has done. I think that it has been a, a good walkthrough of scripture to see those things, uh, things that we are to remember as believers. And as I think about those things, to me it begs the question of, what do we do now? What do we do with this knowledge that we have? What are we to be about as believers? Last week, we read through the first part of Acts. Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria into the end of the earth. You know, being a Christian is kind of a funny thing in our culture. As I've been studying and reading these past weeks, I have looked at the church culture. I've looked at church history and traditions. It's interesting to see how the church has grown through different periods and how the church has collapsed in others. As I said a few weeks ago, I never want the Lord to come back and see this church as being lukewarm. So I've been racking my brain trying to figure out how to address many of the issues as warnings that we see in Scripture. Warnings against this attitude or lifestyle of lukewarmness and how to do those things. You know, addressing these issues where as a church we can fall to dif different pressures of society, of the culture, and become unbiblical. Or on the other side, uh, become go to the other extreme of different things, become extra legalistic and become just as unbiblical in that way, understanding the tensions that need to be held in our lives. For the past few months, I have been fretting over what the Lord has put on my heart. I've been in deep prayer at where the Lord has been leading me combating it. Are you sure, Lord? Because I really don't want to do this type of thing, both in the long term and the short term, in terms of the, the next series and then in terms of today. And I think as I've expressed or given subtle warnings about some of these things, I've raised the temperature of your anxieties a little bit. I do apologize for that. But, you know, as I, as I come here today, prayed through it, for this event, I am relaxed. I am comfortable where the Lord has me um, and where the Lord is guiding us. And I have to ask this morning, do you like my shirt? <laughs> Awkward is awesome. <laughs> it's a shirt that I purchased about 10 to 12 years ago at a youth event called Dare to Share, an evangelism training ministry. You see, if I'm honest with you all, if I were to hold an event 
an equipping event, a training event, with specific things in mind for the church, I would maybe get 12 of you to show up. If I'm honest, and if we're honest with ourselves, an event that's meant to equip us, that's meant to grow us, to challenge us in our faith. So I'm gonna go against the norms of tradition and normal practices this morning. No, I'm not gonna be handling snakes or make you speak in tongues to prove your salvation. We'll get to those things and how the church has addressed those in the future. But for today, I wanna take God's word at heart. When he says that you will be my witnesses when the Holy Spirit has empowered you. I have challenged those of you who say that you are believers for months to share the gospel message. And today what we're going to do is share the gospel message as well as our testimonies with each other. Now, you could be saying, why should we do this? Because scripture calls us to be ready. 1 Peter chapter 3, 13 says, Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you'll be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet, do it with gentleness and respect having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good if that should be God's will than for doing evil. Matthew 28, the Great Commission verse. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I read Acts 1 already. Romans 1, verse 16. That's why I love this shirt. They put the verse right on the shirt. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. They made it handy so you didn't have to have your Bible with you. You could just look at the bottom of your shirt for that verse. But you know, even though we look at Scripture, I know the hearts and attitudes that you guys have, for the most part. I know that, you know, maybe we are nervous. Can you hit the next slide for me, Paul? This isn't working. Maybe we have some fears. Maybe we don't know what to say or how to say things. So, we're going to use this environment to practice with our fellow believers. It's a safe environment. And if you don't think that it's safe, well, then we have other issues to, to worry about or to address as a church body. Now, I trained the youth group to do just this this past school year. They had similar nerves, they had similar fears. But they worked through it and they had shared their testimonies and the gospel message several different times with each other to where they could be more comfortable in articulating what it is that they believe. 
Now, I also understand that not everybody is at or should be at a doctorate level of understanding of terminology, articulation, and all of those types of things. We're all at different levels in our maturity and understanding. Uh, some of us might be new believers. Some of us might be just basic Christians. Some of us might have, not have all the right things to say. So I also want to use this opportunity as a time to grow in our faith, while at the same time learning the stories of our brothers and sisters in Christ. As I said last week, if we are, or two weeks ago, if we are silent, it still doesn't advance the kingdom of God. So don't be intimidated to think, well, I don't have a big testimony. I don't have this, you know, awe-inspiring thing that happened to me. Or don't think, well, I don't really have a lot of faith or I'm a new believer. The Bible says it takes the faith of a child. That's what impresses. Heaven rejoices at every salvation, no matter how big or small, because it's the same in God's eyes, a sinner being saved. So don't be discouraged. Do not be looking down on yourself because there is rejoicing for your salvation. Now there's also a time and place for the differences in how a gospel message or the testimony is presented. Sometimes we may have two minutes to share. Sometimes we may have two hours. This is where we need to lean on the, the discernment of the Spirit to know what to share and when and how to share. If you've been listening to my messages this past month or so, hopefully you picked up as I harped on how important it was to be witnesses, to know your testimony. Well, this is going to be why. I want to spend the next half hour or so to have you break up into groups of two or three, ladies with ladies, men with men, different age groups, all of that. And maybe you're able to take at least one younger person with you in your group to model for them how to give a testimony, how to give the gospel message. Teens, you've been trained, so you can help take the lead on some of these things. I know you're excited for that. I would suggest choosing people that you don't know very well, giving you an opportunity or chance to get to know them. Know how Jesus has been in their life. Meaning, let's not just do families. Well, at the same time I say that, parents, I think it's also important for you to share your testimonies with your children, modeling for them what Christ has meant in your life as you live out this Christian life. You know, as we continue into this next series, it's going to be about living as a believer, living in the Spirit, being guided by the Spirit, understanding as a church, as an individual, how we represent Christ. We want to use this as an opportunity to grow in our faith and to get to know each other a little bit better. Now, this is new for me as well, so I'm not sure how all the logistics are going to work out. But I want to trust and open up the room, open up outside, go for a walk. Grass might be a little wet now. Sit at the picnic tables, use the rooms explore this building and I trust that as you walk around maybe you don't just walk to your car and drive away <laughs> but I'm aware 
of the nerves that we have. But I guarantee, as you learn some of the stories that, of what people have gone through and how Christ has shown up in their life, it's inspiring. It gives you hope, it gives you joy, and it helps you to remember your own time of salvation as well. It worked that time. Here's a slide that can kind of help spur some of the conversation. And I'll leave this slide up here in the church while we're doing this. Um, I would say limit testimonies to maybe 10 minutes each. That way each person can share if they want. If there's time left over, then get into how would you present the gospel message to somebody if you were asked. And by that time, there might be just a couple of minutes so you might only have two minutes to share the gospel message. What do you say in those times to a passing coworker who has, who's the bell just rang, it's time to go home. Let's talk about this real quick. What are you doing this weekend? I'm going to church. What's that about? Two minutes, go. You know, and I understand this is kind of a forced environment. It's not necessarily authentic. But practice helps to keep the gospel on our lips. Practice helps us to work through some of these nerves that we're feeling right now. So hopefully we don't have them when we're sharing the gospel message with those who desperately need to hear it. So my hope in this challenge is for us to grow, to be out of our comfort zone a little bit, to build each other up, and to encourage each other. Now, if you are just completely paralyzed by this, you can come to me you can come to an elder an elder's wife and and we can help work through things like if you don't know what to say we can help guide a little bit in those areas um, but i think this is also a lesson for all of us as we're listening to be encouraging i you can ask my kids i always tell them i need that's the one area that i really need work on is to be encouraging i'm a very critical person when it comes to ex my expectations of what they have to get done, and I could do a lot better job of encouraging. So again, using this time to build yourself up in that area. So, any pressing questions? I understand that this is going to be a little messy. I saw her first, yes. Oops, sorry. You get the feeling that it's a gimmick, okay? And I understand that. But as I said before, if I were to do a training, nobody would show up. So from a pastor's standpoint, is church just a gimmick? Versus how are we equipping and how are we training each other, building each other up in the Lord? I know. I understand. And, and it can, like I said, it is, it is forced. It is forced. And I, and I appreciate that. But at the same time, I want us to step outside of our comfort zones a little bit. Um, understanding that once you get into things, you take that breath and you realize, again, your salvation, your testimony. I mean, to be honest, other than the youth group and the youth group elders, Helpers, when's the last time you shared your testimony with someone? You know, it might be years. Maybe we're out of practice. 
at what it means to live as a Christian. And if I'm calling you to do this every week, it shouldn't be a gimmick. It should be on our tongues. We should be ready. We should be prepared. Russ? Chat. <laughs> call. Um, if they can see, they can make a phone call or something like that. As I said, I understand it's, it's new. It's going to be messy in terms of logistics. Um, but I want to do more practical things that can equip and build us up as we go through these things as we go through life together. Going through life together means we need to bump shoulders with each other a little bit more. We need to actually live life. So, there's no other questions. I'm going to pray. And then if you don't move, then I'll sign. Let's pray. Lord, I... I pray for this body. Lord, we know your word. We know how wonderful you are. But Lord, we have fears. We have nerves. We have anxiety when it comes to talking to others about you. And in a safe environment, Lord, I pray that we can use this opportunity to build each one up as iron sharpens iron. Lord, not as Lorraine said, to make it as a gimmick. But Lord, authentically pursuing you and our relationship with you, desiring to grow, to be conformed to the image of your son. And Lord, when we don't know what to say, pray that your spirit gives us the words, that you would help us in this time to be a little vulnerable, that you would help us in this time to face the facts, our weaknesses, our strengths, areas that we need to grow closer to you. Lord, I pray that you would use this time as you see fit and that as a body that we can grow closer to you and to one another. In all things, Lord, you receive the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so try to find groups of two or three, as I said. Maybe bring in some of the youngers. Um, maybe moms, if you've got some active youngers, if you want to use the nursery to distract them a little bit, you can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me turn that up. And then I will call us back in about a half hour or so to pray for us.